Chapter 18 of Miss Crispigny. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or a volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Miss Crispigny by Frances Hodgson Burney. You think I have a secret. A week or so after Andrew's third departure, Georgie decided that her visit must come to an end. Mama was not so very well, and poor Papa had a touch of his old enemy, the gout. And really, she had been away from home a long time. Did not Lisbeth think that they had better return to London, even though Penelope was still as delightful as ever? Then they had a surprise indeed. Lisbeth, who had been listening in a rather absent manner, aroused herself to astonish them. I think she said that if you do not mind making the journey alone georgie i should like to stay in pennyland this winter in pennyland cried georgie all winter lisbeth at pennyland here with us cried miss millicent and miss hetty and miss clarissa in chorus Yes, answered Lisbeth in her most non-comital fashion. At Pennyland, Aunt Hetty, here, and Millicent, with you, and Clarissa. The Misses Tregarthen became quite pale. They glanced at each other and shook their heads ominously. These portended something dreadful indeed. My love faltered miss clarissa what interposed lisbeth won't you let me stay are you tired of me well i i told you that you would be you know before i came oh my dear protested miss clarissa how can you tired of you sister hetty sister millicent tired of her we only thought my love that it would be so dull to one used to 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 the brilliant vortex of london society ended miss millicent rather grandly but if i think that it will not said lisbeth i am tired of the brilliant vortex of london society she got up from her chair and went and stood by georgie at the window looking out yes she said almost as if speaking to herself well, i think i should like to stay the end of it was that she did stay she wrote to mrs despard that very day announcing her intention of remaining georgie in packing her trunks actually shed a few silent tears among her ruffs and ribbons to her mind this was a sad termination to her happy visit she knew that it must mean something serious that there must be some powerful motive at the bottom of such a resolution if lisbeth would only not be so reserved if it was only a little easier to understand her we shall miss you very much, Lisbeth. She ventured mournfully. 
not more than I shall miss you. Answered Lisbeth, who at the time stood near, watching her as she knelt before the box she was packing. Georgie paused in her task to look up doubtfully. Then why will you do it? She said. You, you must have a reason. Yes, said Lisbeth. I have a reason. The girl's eyes still appealed to her, so she went on, with a rather melancholy smile. I have two reasons, perhaps, well, perhaps more. Pangolins agrees with me, and I do not want to go back to town yet. I am going to take a rest. I must need one, or Aunt Clarissa will not find so much fault with my appearance. I don't want to go off on my looks before my time, and, you know, they are always telling me that I am pale and thin. Am I pale and thin, Georgie? Yes, confessed Georgie. You are. And she gave her a troubled look. Then, returned Lisbeth, there is all the more reason and I should rusticate. <laughs> Perhaps by the spring I shall be red and fat like Miss Rosamond Pottyfoot, with a little laugh. And I shall have taken to tracks and soup kitchens and give up the world and wear a yellow bonnet and call London a vortex of sinful pleasure, as she does. Why, my dear Georgie, what is the matter? The fact was that a certain incongruity in her beloved Lisbeth looks and tone had so frightened Georgie and touch her susceptible heart that the tears had rushed to her eyes and she was filled with a dolorous pity you are not you are not happy she cried all at once you are not or you will not speak in that queer satirical way i wish you would be a little a little more kind lisbeth Lisbeth's look was a positively guilty one. Kind? she exclaimed. Kind, Georgie? Having gone so far, Georgie could not easily draw back and was fain to go on, though she became conscious that she had placed herself in a very trying position. It is not kind to keep everything to yourself so closely she said tremulously as if we did not care for you or could not comprehend she stopped because lisbeth frightened her again she became so pale that it was impossible to say anything more her great dark eyes dilated as if with a kind of horror at something you you think i have a secret she interrupted her with a hollow-sounding laugh. And you are determined to make a heroine out of me? Instead of allowing me to enjoy my nerves in peace. You don't comprehend nerves. That is clear. You are running at red rack, Georgie, my dear. 
It is astonishing how prone you good, tender-hearted people are to run at red rags and toast and worry them. It was plain that she would never betray herself. She would hold at arm's length even the creature who loved her best and was most worthy of her confidence. It was useless to try to win her to any revelation of her feelings. Georgie fell to at her packing again with a very melancholy consciousness of the fact that she had done no good by losing control over her innocent emotions and might have done harm. It had pained her inexpressibly to see that quick dread of self-betrayal which had announced itself in the sudden loss of color and the odd expression in her friend's eyes. She does not love me as I love her, was her pathetic mental conclusion. If she did, she would not be so afraid of me. When Lisbeth bade her goodbye at the little railway station, the girl's heart quite failed her. What shall I say to Mama and Papa? she asked. Tell them that Pennyland's agree with me so well that I don't like to leave it for the present, was Lisbeth's answer. And tell Mrs. Esmond that I will write to her myself. And in timid desperation. And Hector, Lisbeth? Hector? Rather sharply. Why Hector? What has he to do with the matter? But stay. Shrugging her shoulders. I, I suppose it will be only civil. Tell him, tell him that Aunt Clarissa sends her love and hopes he will take care of his lungs. And yet, though, this irreverent speech was her last, and she made it in her most malicious manner, the delicate dark face and light small figure had a strangely desolate look to Georgie, as when the train bore her away. She caught her last farewell glimpse of them on the platform of the small station. Lisbeth stood before her mirror that night, slowly brushing up her hair and filling the silence of the small chamber acutely. It will never have done, she said to herself. It will never have done at all. This is the better way. Better by four but it was hard enough to face and it was fantastic enough to think that she had really determined to face it in a minute or so she sat down with her brush in her hand and her hair loose upon her shoulder to confront the facts once more she was going to spend her winter at pennyland she had given up the flesh pots of egypt she was going to breakfast at eight dine at two when there was no company, take five o'clock tea and spend the evening with the Mrs. Tregarthen. She would stroll in the garden, walk on the beach, and take Miss Clarissa's medicines meekly. At this point, a new view of the case presented itself to her, and she began to laugh, mastered bath and Dr. Puddyfoot's prescription. 
in incongruous connection with her own personal knowledge of things appeared all at once so ludicrous that they got the better of her and she laughed until she found herself crying and then angry as she was at her own weakness the tears got the better of her too for a short time if she had never been emotional before she was emotional enough in these days she could not pride herself upon her immovability now she felt constantly either passionate anger against herself or passionate contempt or a passionate eagerness to retrieve her lost self-respect what could she do how could she rescue herself this would not do this would not do she must make some new struggle these sort of things she was saying feverishly from morning until night secretly she had almost learned to detest penelan penelan she told herself had been the cause of all her follies but it was safer at present than london if she stayed at penelan long enough surely she could wear herself out or rather wear out her fancies a last resolute young woman would in all likelihood have trifled weakly with her danger but it was not so with with lisbeth she had not trifled with it from the first she had held herself stubbornly aloof from any little self-indulgence and now she was harder upon herself than ever she would have died cheerfully rather than have betrayed herself and if she could die surely she could endure the dull winter her moral condition was so far improved well however that she did not visit her small miseries upon her aunts as she would have done in the olden days her behaviour was really creditable under the circumstances she played chess with miss clarissa in the evening and read aloud or sung for them and began to take a whimsical pleasure in their delight at her condescension they were so easily delighted that she felt many a sting of shame at her former delicacies she had an almost morbid longing to be good like georgie and she practised this being good upon the three spinsters with a persistence at which she herself both laughed and cried when she was alone her first letter to georgie puzzled the girl indescribably and yet touched her somehow she who believed her beloved lisbeth to be perfect among women could not quite understand the psychological crisis through which she was passing and yet could not fail to feel that something unusual was happening i take on clarissa's medicine with a mild regularity which alarms her the letter announced she thinks i must be going into a consumption and tearfully consult dr Potifoot in private the cook is ordered to prepare particularly nourishing soups for dinner and if my appetite is not something startling everybody turns pale and yet all does not seem to me as good a joke as it will have done years ago i see another side to it i wonder how it is that they can be so fond of me for my part i am sure i could never have been fond of lisbeth crispigny and of you think i have a secret